Hello, everyone, and welcome. You're listening to All Effed Up with Will. You know, if you powered through the first episode, awesome. I appreciate it because I know it's probably a lot to keep up with, but, you know, here we go. We made it to episode number two, which is just mind-blowing because I know that I rambled on a lot in that first episode, but you know what? We touched on all kinds of subjects. We touched on, you know, heartbreak. We touched on, you know, you know, shitty friends, for the most part. We touched on just a little bit of everything. You know, basically the root of all my fucking problems. But here we go. This is the second episode of All Effed Up. Welcome, welcome, everybody, and I just want to say thank you if you powered through and, you know, made it to this episode, and, you know, before we get started, you know, talking about all the fun subjects of the miserable aspects of life, where I just want to say a special thank you to my friend Tony Becker. He mixed up that tune for me that you heard in the intro and the outro of the last episode. You know, he's a very talented guy. He did that in less than a couple of days, so I just want to say thanks, Tony. It means a lot, you know, so thanks again, man. I hope everyone is doing well. I am currently trying to get through the remaining weeks or months of winter, whatever it may turn out to be, and I am rather fucking sick of it. I cannot stand the cold. I don't want to be here. So it's just a matter of time before my head explodes. But in the meantime, you know, just trying to get through it, just trying to make it to the summer months because I'm dying to get back outside. I told myself... This year that I'm going to get outside more because, you know, being stuck inside or just voluntarily staying inside all the goddamn time is no good for yourself. And so I made a promise to myself that I'm going to get outside. I'm going to walk some trails. I'm going to try to get myself back into some form of shape that is not round. I've got to do it for me. I've got to do it for my kids because my kids, as they get older are going to expect me to get up off my ass and do some running around with them, and I am in terrible shape. I wish I could be back in the shape that I was, you know, 14, 15 years ago, but it's just, you know, it's a matter of working on it again. So hopefully we can get to that point. But, you know, today I just wanted to, you know, talk about toxic relationships because God knows I've had a lot of them. And I kick myself in the ass for it, for never realizing it at the time. But a lot of people don't. You don't realize that you're being taken advantage of. You don't realize that people are just having you around at times that are convenient for them. Which, you know, I experienced romantically. I experienced in friendships and with family, unfortunately. I have... um, certain family members that I don't speak to anymore just because of difference of opinion, uh, just just the way we see things. Sorry for that ding, that was my phone. But as I was saying, having all these toxic relationships throughout my life of varying degrees, 
has been, you know, obviously pretty fucking damaging on different levels. Uh, I've always had trust issues. It For a while there, it was okay, but then things went to hell with a lot of different aspects of life. You have uh, what you thought were friends that you could trust, but more than anything, and, you know, I know what happens. I know that people change or they just aren't who you thought they were and you know that's that's a part of growing up unfortunately when you're in your teens and stuff it's easier because a lot of what you do with your friends you you all have the common common interests plus when you're younger you just don't have certain things weighing you down and the friendships just come naturally that's how it was for me anyways. You know, it just... You wanted to be around these people just because they put you in a good mood. And that's how it was for a lot of years. I mean, I would disappear from home for, you know, days at a time. But my mom knew where I was. She knew that I was hanging out with these guys. And sure, it wasn't all innocent. We'd get into trouble and, you know, cause trouble. And be running around with girls or whatever the case may be. And... That's just how it was, and it was a great experience while it lasted. But, like I said, as you get older, those friends may get influenced by other friends that they meet, or they just don't see things the way that they used to. Uh, I mean, a lot of different stuff can come into play. It's, you know, or just... Things can happen in life and it throws everything off where they just aren't the same person that they used to be. And, you know, I understand that can happen. You know, certain life events can just kind of fuck everything up. And that was the case with me where uh, there was loss and it just changed people. But, you know, that's just that's just how it is sometimes. And through that loss, it just kind of sent the friendships to hell. And that's just, you know, after so many years of, you know, there were certain times where I kick myself in the ass because I think back to these times where I wish I would have walked away or I wish I would have said something. And it's just funny because, you know, these people are supposed to be your friends or whatever the case may be. And... The second you stick up for yourself, they just give you this look of how dare you stick up for yourself, you son of a bitch. But it's it's at that point that I learned in my time anyways that it was time to call it because, you know, I, I turned my back on these people just because I've it wasn't working anymore. And, you know, it it sucked. It did it. You know, it kind of tore me up there for a while because these were guys that I counted on for a lot. I feel like, uh, as I mentioned in the previous episode, I feel like a lot of my strength came from my friendships with these people because they pushed me to do things that I never would have done or pushed me to talk to people, you know, whatever it was. And after all... After they were gone, it's like, you know, a part of me was gone where I kind of reverted back to my natural state of being a total introvert where I didn't want to go out and do anything. 
uh, you know, I was a social drinker at the time. You know, sure, it was kind of overload, but that went to hell. And, you know, I still drank on occasion, but sometimes, you know, admittedly, some of it was to kind of distract me from my own thoughts or cause just because that's what we did those last few years was just hang out and party all the time. And that was just the way we socialized with people as what we did when we hung out. And that's how we had a good time as you do when you hit your twenties. But, um, after that was all said and done, it was just, um, just, it was just, it wasn't the same. There was a time where I tried to reconcile with, at least, well, a couple of them, but it didn't feel the same as it was. It felt forced, and it just, it was not the same anymore, and I knew it, and so I turned my back and walked away again, and it's been a few years now. You know, I, we hit that point where, you know, I had no idea what was going on in their lives. One of them had a kid, and I had no idea. And, or the thing that really pissed me off and just kind of made me realize it was done and over with was one of them I'd been friends with since I was a kid and he didn't even ask me to be in his wedding when, you know, that, that really hurt basically, uh, that really fucking hit the, that was a rough spot and I didn't understand why when, you know, we had all these years of friendship between us, but that was just the way it was. It w- it was over, and it was done. And to this day, I, it's, I've let it go. We don't talk, we don't, or anything like that. And it's a, it's a bummer that it all worked out that way, but I understand as you get older, people change and things change, and I don't wish them any ill will. I wish them the best. I hope they're succeeding in life I hope they're happy and that's just you know that's the best that I can hope for them that they're at least happy in life because I know it's been rough in one way or the other for everybody and you know growing up has not been easy there's there's been a lot of loss and there's been disagreements and petty fights and just dumb shit that should have never happened in the first place especially you know, what I believe to have been some of the best friendships ever had in my life, but, uh, it happens, and all I can say is I hope they're doing well, and I hope they're happy in life, because especially in this world today, that just, it is harder than hell to be happy, you know, for a multitude of reasons, but, uh, to kind of, uh, go in the other direction, you know, I've also experienced a lot of toxicity in my romantic life because when I was younger, I was I was the hopeless romantic type. I was, in some ways, a dumb shit. I would be there to be a crying shoulder, and I look back on it now and I think, what a dumb bastard. But you know, <laughs> that's just that's just who I was back then. Uh, this was while I was you know still in high school. I. You know, I had crushes and shit, but I never had my first heartbreak, you know, like I talked about in the last episode, until I was 19. 
but I, I was that type. I was the hopeless romantic. I would be there to listen to these girls' problems that I was friends with. And, yeah, of course, as it does happen, I was friend-zoned by a couple of them that I actually liked. And, you know, it was whatever. It That's just the way it worked out. And, you know, they're, as far as I know, they're all happy in, in relationships now. And, you know, that's all you can hope for anybody. But... I was uh, I was that type of guy where, you know, these girls would come to me and ask me for advice about a guy. I'm just like, really, you're you're gonna come to me, come to me with this, and you know, I was straight up telling that you know whoever it was, it didn't fucking matter. But there was a few cases where you know, I just told him that guy's a piece of shit. You shouldn't date him. He's gonna treat you like shit. But lo and behold. You know, they fucking date them anyways, but, you know, that's just the way it was when you're the fucking sweet best friend, which unfortunately I was for a lot of years. It was just a way for these girls to basically put me on the back burner and, you know, wait for a time that was more suitable for them to have me around or better yet, my favorite thing was, you know, I'd eventually get to a point where I was dating girls I knew were out of my fucking league, but, I, you know, why not? You dated them because they're hot, and, you know, you don't think you're ever going to get these types of chances again. And, you know, as you would expect, it doesn't last long. And then not long after that, they're dating just some random guy because throughout a lot of my romantic endeavors, I was the stepping stone or the second choice. And they, you know, they start to date these guys and, you know, you're still in that point where you're kind of mourning the relationship and you're trying anything you can do to get it back or get them to understand your point of view or whatever the case may be. And, you know, I got to, I've got some of the best fucking, you know, uh, responses or excuses that I'd ever heard in my fucking life. Some of them to this day. I just don't understand. Like, I had a girl tell me once, you know, they're dating this guy because they remind me of you. I'm like, what the fuck does that even mean? It's like, that's some of the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. Why don't you just tell me that you're dating someone you think is better than me? It's it's like when you're a kid and you're outside playing some games or whatever, and you try not to get hit in the face with a wiffle ball bat. You see it coming... You don't avoid it, and you still get fucking hit in the face, and you just think, I deserve this. You know, it's fucking laughable, and you look back years later at it, and you're just like, that was that was really stupid. You know, I should have just been like, okay, whatever, I'm out, and just walked away. But being the hopeless romantic that I was, you know, up until I got my real first heartbreak, I doted on these girls that would never and you know that would never really give me the time of day or they would just lead me on as a lot of girls did throughout my life particularly in my younger years and then you know after high school even graduation night it changed for me I won't go into details about it but like it was from that night on you know for about four or five years stretch where the tables had fucking turned where <laughs> I could be the douchebag and just go from girl to girl, but that's not particularly healthy either, but it was my late teens and 20s that kind of defied every, defined everything, and 
you know, just kind of, I guess, set me up to be the person I am now where I, I guess I was supposed to go through that heartbreak. You know, that big one that I talked about where it just kind of changed my outlook on relationships. And the funny thing is, too, this girl that ended things with me, she, I don't know if it was out of pity or maybe her way of keeping me on the back burner or, you know, just whatever it was, keep me around for whatever reasons. She would, you know, occasionally contact me through social media, you know, as they do. And, um, you know, I didn't see this girl for years and years. And actually I told her at one point, you know, I can't be friends with you because it's just ruining my fucking life basically. And, uh, you know, she didn't take that well. She told me to go fuck off or something like that. But then years passed and I see her at a concert and I hadn't seen her in years. And, you know, all that hatred or whatever, maybe it fizzled out. And, you know, I, she spots me out of the crowd. I didn't even see her. And I'm with my wife, so it's just fucking awkward as shit to begin with. But, you know, I kind of do my best to ignore her or not really engage in conversation with her just because it's awkward and it's inappropriate. But I, you know, go about my business, enjoy the show, go home, and then like two days later she messages me on Facebook wanting to try to be friends again. I just straight up told her, you know, it's it's been 15 years and... You know, even though I'm married and everything, our relationship just completely changed how I feel about relationships. Yes, I'm happily married, and, you know, I have a great wife. She's given me two wonderful kids, and, you know, I'm very grateful and undeserving, in my opinion, but she'll argue to that. But I, she wanted to be friends, and I just straight up told her it's... No, it's not an option. That door is closed. It's it's just not, more or less, it's just not appropriate to have you around as a friend anymore just because of the damage you did to me. And, you know, it wasn't completely her fault. She was just a dumb kid. We both were. And, you know, she, she at least did, you know, apologize for, you know, kind of fucking me over there. But anyway, that's that's that story. And, you know, the toxic toxic relationships continue on. You know, I mean, you have, everyone's probably got toxic family members. I especially do. I have some, you know, I won't mention names or anything like that. But there's just some that I cannot have a relationship with just because of what I believe is how differently we were raised uh, you know, I got extended family, and I have some immediate family that I just, I cannot speak to. I cannot have a relationship with them because they bring the worst out of me. And, you know, a recent memory that comes to mind is, you know, this one particular family member. You know, I tried for years and years to have a relationship with him. But he just, his, his, um... Uh, his attitude towards everything just it brought out the worst of me because I don't like getting angry. I don't like screaming, especially in front of my kids, and that just pissed me off more because he got under my skin one day and just you know, it just went to shit real quick and I screamed at him and told him to get the fuck out of my house and 
you know, I hate that that happened in front of my kids because I have a lot of trauma from when I was younger from a lot of screaming going on in my household. And it, you know, I think it set off some PTSD where I felt so guilty for yelling in front of my children like that. Even though it was not directed towards them in any way. It's just I didn't, I never wanted them to witness anything like that like I did when I was younger because it can fucking traumatize you. It, you know, for, there were years where I had nothing but nightmares from just the screaming going on or the altercations that would sometimes occur in the house. And it, I, that definitely contributed to all the anxiety I feel as an adult where. I have a lot of trouble speaking up or I have a lot of trouble, you know, socializing or being around new people, especially, you know, I don't, like I said earlier, where I was drawing from my friends for their strength. You know, they, for a lot of years, they had my best interest at heart. But after those were, I mean, after that was gone and, you know, my wife, she, she does the best that she can. She has my back. She is in my corner for sure. But, you know, it's different because you uh, you lose that camaraderie with the guys after, you know, you get older or things just go to shit. And, you know, going back to these uh, toxic relationships with certain family members, it's it makes you kind of cynical. Because, you know, I tried for years and years with, you know, other parts of the family that had issues. I tried to have relationships. I tried to be civil around them. But because of the way some of them were, it just got to a point where I had to make the decision that they were not worth being around. They were not worth having a relationship with because like I said they brought out the worst in me there's certain aspects of my personality I don't like I have in my past you know not often but been known to get a little hostile and you know it's not something that I'm proud of I don't like raising my voice because it just makes me feel like shit. And like I said, it sets off that PTSD from when I was a kid. And, you know, it was these things and these experiences where I, I like I said, I had to make that decision where they couldn't be a part of my life. They couldn't be a part of my kids' lives because of how they acted. And a, one thing that just really irritated me was, you know, you got... Some people, like I said earlier, that just poke and poke at you until you stand up for yourself, and then you're the asshole. You're the, you know, you're the asshole for standing up for yourself or talking to them like that when they have done it repeatedly for sometimes years. And it's just something I never understood. But you know, they have that. They want to play the victim, and they want to see you as the enemy. And that's just the way they want to fucking play the game. So I had no choice but to, you know, exile these people from my life, more or less. And, you know, it sucks because they are my family. But, 
you know, family or not, you got to earn my respect. And they just weren't willing to do that. And they were just these people that you absolutely had to watch what you said around them because they would just completely take it the wrong way and just look at you like you're, you are offending them just by being in the room. And it was just not worth it after a lot of years of trying. And I just got to the point where I was just done. And the one thing that a lot of these relationships had, whether they were romantic, whether they were family or friends, the one thing that they had in common and the one thing that, you know, looking back years later that made me want to, you know, kick myself in the ass or whatever is that, uh, between all of them, I had become an option. I was not, they were not keeping my best interests at heart anymore. I had realized, you know, it, it took me longer than I'd care to admit, but with all these relationships, I just became something of an option and, you know, not anything that they really cared about anymore for whatever reason. And I got to that point and it was just like, you know, if I have to beg you for your time, then I I hit that and I was like, I'm done. I cannot do this. I will not do this to myself. And ever since I really realized that, especially, you know, just realizing that I had to beg these people just for any of their time or for any of their attention, I have not looked back. And that's I guess that's one thing about my mental health that I have conquered somewhat is, you know, I realized that I was more or less just being used by these people whenever they felt convenient. And I had finally got to the point where I was done and I was not going to let it happen anymore. And the also the funny thing about when you reach that point where you're not going to take people's shit anymore and you're not going to be taken advantage of, you see how quickly people disappear. You get to where you have maybe two of, you know, a couple of friends left where at one point you thought you had half a dozen or sometimes more. And especially with, it was with family too, it's the same situation. You realize once you are done taking shit from anyone, these people are just gone because they realize they can't get anything out of you anymore and they're not going to try, which, you know, is what you're going for because you shouldn't be taking advantage like that. No one should fucking take advantage of you and measure you for what they can get out of you especially family but it does happen unfortunately and it's just something that we have to live with I you know like I said I got these family members that I don't speak to anymore and I don't care to ever really speak to ever again because I know they will never change they kind of display this you know anytime because there are still certain other members of the family that they still speak to and they still, in my opinion, talk out of their ass. And it just goes to show that they will never, ever change. They always look at you like you're wrong. They're the victim. And that's just the way it's going to be. I can say one thing, though, that even though after years and years of this type of abuse from every type of relationship I've had in my life, that the one thing I can take from it is... I can now say that 
I am better than that. I don't deserve that shit, and nobody does. You don't deserve to have people walk all over you and just assume you're weak because you're a nice person. And that was that was, and is a big problem that I still kind of face in my life. It's because I'm a nice guy that they think they can just fucking take whatever they want from me and there you know, there not be any consequences. But that's that's not it at all, you know. I uh, I got past these other relationships and I come to this more or less this epiphany where you know, you know your worth after you've been through this kind of stuff and you know that you don't have to take it and that's why even though it was a difficult decision on you know on all fronts that I probably will never have a relationship with these people whether they're family or old friends it's just because their attitude and their their uh view on things just got too much to handle where I could just not do it anymore to myself and obviously you know um that's that's the good thing where you finally get to that point where you just you you can, you know, even with all the anxieties that I have and, you know, the daily battles that I still have with little little bouts of depression or just, you know, where you get down on yourself, I can look at these examples of these relationships and be like, at least I know that I am better than that. I am better than being walked on. I am better than being taken advantage of. Just because I don't go out of my way to make your life miserable like you have done to me or I've seen you do to other people. So, you know, at least I've been able to take that much from it. And all I can hope is, you know, anyone that listens to this, anyone that I might know, you know, you take from my experiences and my stories where, uh, you know, you some of you might have been there from for some of these experiences where... You take them from them and you learn from them or, you know, just realize that you're not alone by any means. There's uh, there's a whole community of people that have been through all kinds of shit like this that still have their daily battles and their daily affirmations where they got to remind themselves that they're worth, you know, every, mu- every bit as much as anybody else. And, you know, there's no reason not to be here. And... You know, we just we all gotta stick together for the most part, and we all gotta just get through it together. And you know, we just gotta do what we can to get by, because everyone's battle is different, everyone's story is different. But I mean, you always see these things out there where you know, just doing something nice for someone can just change their whole fucking day. Where they might wake up, I definitely have. I've woken up and just like you're just like no, I I don't want to do anything. I don't want to leave this room. But you go out in the world, and if someone, they don't even have to go out of their way. They just do something nice for you. You know, hold the door open. You know, just help you out, say something nice to you, and it just changes your whole outlook on the day. And that's just all we can really do for each other. But, uh, yeah, here we are. We've made it through another episode, which I'm really surprised at. I didn't think I would be able to get through the first episode because of all the things I've talked about. 
But if you uh, if you listened and you want to keep listening, I will still put out the episodes. I will put them out as long as I can. Obviously, because it would be great for this to go somewhere and just. But if not, you know, it if someone can take something from these stories and just you know get get through another day, that's all we can really hope for. But. You know, I hope you're all doing well, and I will check in with you next time. This has been All Effed Up with Will, and I will talk to you later.